Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Okay, just breathe. And what we'll do is we'll just work through it. I can't, I just don't understand how to make heads or tails of this. Just breathe. And we'll start from the beginning. That's the problem. I don't know where the beginning is. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom. And I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we do some real practical wisdom and work through simple wisdom to combat confusion. I'll see you on the flip. All right, let's get to it and get on it. We are going to be talking about simple wisdom to combat confusion. And as you probably have had experience with it um, personally, confusion is no joke and it's debilitating. And so it's that it's that no man's land where there is a mental assault going on. You get tangled up in thought. The answer, it lies behind a cluttered pathway. There's disorientation. You even get stymied. And if we were to look at the state of confusion, it gets um, a little deep in that we can be confused on our own or, and this is the insidious part, confusion can be acted upon us uh, by others. There is a phenomenon that has become very prevalent and we call it gaslighting uh, in the romantic space. We've talked about this on a pod, on the pod, on another podcast. Um, love bombing. And it makes people start to question themselves, start to question their reasoning, their logic, their sanity. And so today, because we are kind of like in an agreed upon reset state with this being at the time of this recording, uh, the first of the, the first month of the year, I wanted to uh, explore and serve to you, minister to you today, some helpful things to keep things simple and help wisdom to prevail over the attacks of confusion. So let's get into it. So the first thing I want to say is, is we, I, I want to bring up something that is real um, insightful, looking at the etymology of the word, the genesis of the word. And I will say that since it was first kind of like uh, noted in the 16th century, um, 1550, the 1550s is where you start seeing it come about. It has maintained its original uh, understanding with a few complexities that kind of like give us an opening like, oh, okay. And so in the literal sense, what it was known as 
to, uh, and I'm talking about the word confuse, just the word confuse, um, in a verb sense. It was to mix or mingle things or ideas as to render the elements indistinguishable. And that was the big, oh, okay. And so moving on to like the 1700s, it went on to gain more complexity, if you will. And it became also known as that which is perplexing to the mind or the idea of something. And it causes discomfort in the mind or a feeling. So now we see a progression where mixing things and making it to where you can't tell what's what became a actual discomfort in the mind or in feelings. And then in the 19th century, around 1862, this is the big aha. And this is the part that I want to build on from where we go from here today. And so listen up to this. And this is a big wisdom smack for me um, because I'm going to tell you, uh, there are times when I get overwhelmed, overrun with ideas and confused and clogged and confusion tries to set in. And this is what I use as part of wisdom to help me work through and work past it. And that is this part. From 1862, in the etymology and history of the word confuse, it meant to erroneously regard as identical. Let me say that again. Erroneously regard as identical. And the reason why that's so important is because with confusion, it actually takes control of your perspective and your perception to blur everything and make it where you cannot decipher what is what. And for so long, I thought that confusion was about nodding of ideas and and clutter and, and, and those types of things and crowding. And when I went back and started meditating and trying to work on that word to save my very mind in a lot of instances, it became so much easier to focus on the fact that what I was going through was a whole bunch of stuff that was indistinguishable, a whole bunch of stuff that looked identical. And it looked identical in these ways. It looked identical in that I couldn't figure out the priority, what was more important than something else. I couldn't understand the organization of it, how to maneuver around it. And so everything was just a sea of stuff. And I just want you, if you're listening to this, beloved, listen to this part real quick. And this, I hope this is going to help you because it helped me tremendously. And that is, confusion does not mean that you don't understand. Confusion does not mean that you don't have the grasp of something. Confusion is where you have everything and it's all vying for position at the same time such that you're unable to see which you need to put in order or deal with first. And maybe you already knew that, but for me, once I took away the stigma of being ashamed of being confused and understanding it wasn't because I didn't understand the the situation or the components. And it wasn't because I was ignorant, but it was more so because I had all of these elements warring 
for attention with none of them being able to pull ahead. Okay. So thank you for letting me uh, work through that because that was a big aha wisdom smack for me. And now when the confusion comes, because I'm going to tell you, this is not a um, eradication of it, but rather a way to work through it. And let me just say at this particular time that at while I'm talking to you about simple wisdom about combating confusion, I want you to understand that it would be, it would just be crazy, not crazy, but, you know, uninformed to think that, oh, if I just do this, I'll never have confusion again. No, we actually, there is a reason and a purpose for confusion. And that is once you work through it or when it shows up and you work, recognize what's happening, don't fall into shame or or feel like you can't overcome it, confusion will prompt you to start bearing fruit that helps you. And so I look at it now as part of the process, especially when I'm in a creative process or when I am learning something new or gaining more skill or expanding my skills. And if you didn't check out yesterday's podcast about stacking your skills, please check that out. It helps me to understand that, ah, this is where I am. I am at the point where now I need two particular things to start working through. And those things are this, organization and prioritization. So when you are feeling confused, and I'll say this, confusion a lot of times hides within the realm of overwhelm. And so be careful of that. If you have too much stuff coming at you, if you feel the burden and the weight of overwhelm, be aware that confusion can be lurking and fueling your state of overwhelm. And so these are the two things that I have started to use to help me work through, combat, do away with, for that particular uh, situation, confusion, organization, and prioritization. Now, for me, being organized uh, takes a lot of energy um, when I'm confused. And so instead of trying to approach each new confusion and figure out all the components that play and how to organize them, what I do is, is I borrow from an understanding of how a builder would build a little home. Okay. And So by me doing that, and you can borrow this or use whatever simple little thing works for you. It might be, you might look at how a person um, builds a recipe or fries an egg, whatever works for you to give you that metaphoric advantage to take away the, the stress of the confusion of your situation and put it on top of something that you already understand do it. So I'm going to just work through how I work through stuff with building because a lot of times I have a lot of moving parts going on that I have to consider. And thus I need that simple but yet complex metaphor of building a house. So the first thing is, is I try to figure out what's the possible roof and what's the possible foundation. And once I start looking for either or, not both, but either or, I start to see, oh, okay, so I can't have this without that. 
Uh, this must happen after that. And it starts to unfold where I am able to figure out what portion, what part, or what step needs to be taken before I can do the next step. And you guys, let me let me just help you understand the 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 power of doing an exercise like this. I have to come up with worlds uh, that I create, characters, epic messages, journeys, and all of that when I'm creating books and um, series. And it can be daunting and it can get confusing. But when I start looking at it as a builder would, I uh, am able to start working through it and get words on the page. Likewise, when I'm working with projects, it helps me to use that metaphor of the builder to start identifying what could possibly be my foundation. And I'll say this, this is something that if I had hadn't had that wisdom smack and to start using the power of metaphor, because we're going to talk about that as a tool, uh, a useful tool of metaphor of something that I already know and is a no brainer for me to use to order and organize the confusion. I I wouldn't have discovered that a lot of times um, we miss under we mismanage our, our understanding meaning and what I mean by the mis- mismanagement of our understanding what I mean is this is that we are usually dumbing down things that require detail and they require more than we uh, more mental energy than we've allocated. And by doing this, using your metaphoric uh, exchange, where you take something that you're very comfortable and familiar with and superimpose it on the confusion to start ordering yourself, you start to discover some things. Like for instance, with my whole builder thing, I was, uh, I, I was, I was pleasantly pleased, I should say, to learn that a lot of times what we're working with not only has a foundation, but it has a platform of, of something that we've already done that it sits on. And so like for a builder, a house does not just have a foundation. That foundation has to sit on something, which is the ground or uh, the rock or the concrete or whatever it is that is going to be the support for the foundation. And when I started working through just simply understanding that I was confused because everything looked identical, everything was the same, everything was blurred together, and that I was having feelings of discomfort and and being perplexed because I couldn't make that out. And when I started using like, what's the roof and what's the foundation, I started realizing that, huh. I haven't identified the ground. I haven't identified the platform. I haven't identified what it is that I already have established, known, or have at my use that I can even start building the foundation on. And boom, confusion starts to unravel because I tapped into something that... um, uh, uh, Dr. Lisa Barrett talks about in her book, How Emotions Are Made, uh, that our minds are always trying to predict our feelings and how to cope by uh, things in our repertoire, things in our archives. And confusion benefits from this as well. 
And so by doing this um, exercise to start organizing and figuring out what has priority, I was then able to understand that confusion is another impetus for uh, our minds to try to figure out how to react to the situation and then how to um, connect it with a known experience or a known feeling to react. And doing by, by starting to do that, when I went through this, this metaphor of starting to get organization, it became easier because I will tell you, if you do this, you're going, it's going to become easier because you will remember other situations that you can then borrow from to start working through the confusion of this situation. And I have had uh, experiences and been trained that when we're working with people who are stuck, who, who need to move forward, who can't seem to get it in gear, we can either manufacture, meaning we can make it up, or we can have them think about a time when. And it goes something like this. Remember that time when? And then supply what it is. You were so confused. You had a deadline. You had no idea where to start, where to begin, where the beginning was. But it you remembered that you had this uh, situation that was similar and you did X, Y, and Z. And then by just doing that, whether it is a real instance that happened or an imaginary where you pretend with just broad strokes, not the details, of winning or succeeding, guess what happens? Yes, your brain kicks in and starts to do what it does best. And that is to help you survive by pulling and calling all of the resources at its disposal to help you move and navigate through the treacherous terrain at hand. And thus you start to get a little relief from the pressure of the confusion, and you start to be able to see the lines of definition coming back around of the different things. And you start to see the parts that have to be uh, movable, the parts that have to be foundational, and the parts that have to be supported by all this stuff before you can get to them. And that brings me into the uh, the priority. Priority is... Um, a weird thing when you're in confusion because just because you've now ordered your world and um, gotten things into, okay, this is the groundwork, this is foundation, this is the, the walls, the door, the windows, and then the roof, it doesn't necessarily mean that you start with the groundwork. What priority does is priority helps you to get prepared. And that was a big aha for me with the simple wisdom of combating confusion. So let me let me go back and recap real quick to where we are um, so that you can stay with this because it's it's simple, but it can sometimes be counterintuitive. And that is when you're in a state of confusion, the first thing is to first recognize it, of course, and uh, it can usually hide out during overwhelm. And then the next thing is, is to go back and remember the old uh, meaning of confusion. And that is to erroneously regard something as identical. So that means that we now need to employ a bit of organization. And to, in order to start organizing what is what, use some type of metaphor of something 
uh, some kind of component or or metaphor that you're familiar with that you can do or uh, use to help you identify things. I uh, I usually use the metaphor of building a simple little house, and I start trying to figure out what part is part of the foundation, the doors, the roof, the ceiling, the uh, the and all of that. And then um, I have gone on to learn that the groundwork that this situation or um, this circumstance sits on is part of my groundwork or part of my history of uh, things that I've done in the past. They might not look exactly like the situation, but they have components that help for help this situation to have support in my life where it can um, it can thrive. And by doing that and using that that metaphor to help me assign things, I'm able to put stuff in an order and I and, and be able to identify the working parts of what has to happen. Thus, that allows me to now free resources of my thoughts to be able to prioritize and understanding that just because something is on the foundation uh, does not mean necessarily that it is the first or the biggest thing that needs to be taken care of. And so because of that, once I get to priority, I start to employ perspective and perception on the order. And by looking at things differently, which would be your perspective, and thinking of things in a unique way that is new, that is your perception, we start to get a priority of what needs to happen first, second, third, or whatever. And then you have started to unravel, or at this point, you probably have unraveled what was confusing you and how to start taking action. So now we're getting to the good part. We're going to talk about some of the most useful tools to combat confusion and build a plan of attack. So as I said before, one of the biggest tools that I use for dealing with confusion is to find some type of metaphor or even a simile that I can use that I know really well to superimpose on top of my situation to give it some type of template template or a starting point or a starter kit to start unraveling, working with, and getting order. And uh, the like I said, the metaphor or whether it's um, a simile. A lot of people use similes when they're trying to break down something that is confusing or new to them. When you find yourself saying things like or thinking things like this situation is kind of like, sort of like, or like, that lets you know that you can start to use this template uh, simile kind of thing to help make heads or tails of what's confusing you with something that you've already known and conquered. Okay. So that's one of the big tools. Another one is, remember I talked about the groundwork. One of the best ways I found to trigger the understanding of what's the best previous or archived information, knowledge, experience, Uh, that I know is to do handwritten brain dumps. And I encourage it to be handwritten because when you write with your hand, you are, your hand, if, well, 
for some people that might not work anymore. But I grew up where I was taught how to write first and then type and and so on. But so if you are familiar or are very good with handwriting, use it. If you are a typist, then type it. Either way, whichever is the strongest that connects to your habit side of your body where you don't even have to think about it to do it, do that because that will release or not release, that will connect you with that subconscious part of you that uh, is able to problem solve and come up with connectors and synthesize what is uh, what you already know with what you need to know or understand. All right. And then the next tool is, is to be hypervigilant. And I don't usually say hypervigilant, but if you're working with people and every time you work with them, you leave or you feel more confused or or doubtful or shaky about yourself, your thoughts or whatever, become vigilant. I'll just say vigilant because I'm still not really sure I want to use the word hyper, but be vigilant of external aggressions to try to manipulate you through confusion. And those include things like love bombing and gaslighting. Um, Move to the middle ground of an idea, an argument, a position, or even an opinion uh when you are dealing with people or situations ex- that w- are that have external influences that cause you to have to question yourself for a lot of people they don't realize how much confusion they deal with just by trying to work on their job and if you find that you are always in confusion frustrating so question yourself is it just me am i the you know <laughs> then this is what i want you to do be hypervigilant and aware of those people and move to the middle of an argument, meaning that first thing, remove any kind of emotions attached to it. Remove fear, doubt, remove even the pressure of confusion and move to the middle where you can now get a, um, um, a 360 degree view, no matter how you turn, of what's in play so that you can take back your power to be able to start working through getting organized and having priority on how to deal with your situation. And then the next one is to change your environment. Yeah, change your scenery, your viewpoint, change the people you hang out with. And you guys, there is this um, business. It's um, a fast idea generator for businesses, but I use this a lot of times when I am trying to think about a new idea. Heck, some of the times I use it for how to suss up what wisdom is trying to tell me about a situation that I keep repeating. And um, it's online. I'm going to drop the link in the description for uh, the show notes today. And it's a little PDF. It's three pages long. Um, The first page is just like a cover page. Second page tells you a quick little one paragraph on how to use it. And then the third page is the actual approach. And it is very powerful. So for instance, um, this is dealing with quote unquote Uh, teams and groups in a workplace trying to come up and solve a new problem or come up with a new idea and uh, just going through them. Some of them will apply to your situation and some of them won't. But I'll quickly uh, highlight the ones that I usually gravitate to when I'm trying to get unconfused, come up with new ideas, move forward, and those types of things. And so, One of the things that you'll find on this uh, one page 
idea generator is to think about inversion. Turn what is common practice upside down. Another one is uh, uh, differentiation, breaking it down, how to make it where I I or you can find that one thing that will help us to start getting clarity and moving forward. The next one is, and and when I say next one, because when you look at this, I'm skipping over some of them. So just understand that. The next one that I do is, is either I take something away or I add something. And I look and see how does that change my understanding and my grasp and my confidence to be able to do what it is that's on the other side of confusion. And then here is a different one. I translate. And with translation, that means that I go and I do the groundwork looking for situations that may not be the same, but that have transferable skills that I've learned to try to handle this and come at it from a different angle. And so I'm going to drop that in the show notes. Go grab it because I don't know how long it'll be live online. It's been there for a little while yet, but you can't um, depend on that. And they do allow you to download it as a PDF. All right. So now that we've talked about some tools of, you know, using your metaphors and similes, doing handwritten brain dumps, uh, being aware of external aggressions from people, moving out of your environment and even using a practical tool to generate new ideas and new ways of seeing something. Let's talk about the plan of attack. So once you've done all this, now it's time to generate Um, an action plan that you're actually going to do. And the first thing I've done after I'm organized, I have priority and I'm able to see it in a different way. And I don't have any external forces causing me to have to deal with them. I look for making the main idea clear. The main idea is usually going to be the goal or it's going to be the concept or the subject that is uh, at hand to be addressed, to be solved, to be um, worked with. And if you don't do that after you've done all this other work, you're going to get right back into confusion. And I had to learn that the hard way. So the plan of attack is once you've got all of this, it actually makes it a little easier because now you've got definite outlines around everything that goes into the mix. And so once you've done that and you identify what the main idea is, you can start to um, see what has to go first to make that main idea work. And so it actually helps to strengthen the uh, idea that you've picked the right thing to prioritize because the right thing is going to be that thing which helps you address the main idea. And then the next thing is is to gain, keep, and uh, strengthen your momentum. You have to identify what is a trigger, what is an impulse, what is the force, the push, the reason that propels you in the right direction and be willing to feed that that momentum with everything you've got to keep going and don't get sidetracked and put emotions in their place when you're dealing with your momentum because with confusion confusion is very draining and your emotions will help to sink you back down below the surface where confusion rules in the murky blurriness of what's going on and so guess what you guys <laughs> this has been the sim- simple wisdom to combat confusion and yes my time is up I thank you for yours this has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack.
Mm. Don't forget to check those show notes for the link to download that idea generator that I spoke of. And don't forget to use our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ for all of your Amazon needs and uh, other links to support the show. Thank you so much. I'll see you tomorrow. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.